podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Group A, um, of course, Bayern Copenhagen currently currently in the qualification spots on goal. Minus one goal difference in their second in the group. What is that group? Um, Let's start with the Danish uh, champions, uh, Copenhagen, Mm -hmm. taking on Manchester United. Now, when I saw Manchester United went 2-0 up, rather naively, I went, ah, okay, they've, well, that's not done then. That's, oh, they've got the, they've done it. Oh, good work, lads. They've got it done. But only Manchester United can, more than Tottenham, find new creative <laughs> ways to absolutely shit the bed and lose a game. Um, the turning point here was the Rashford red card, right? Let's kind of start yeah. with that. That yeah, was the turning point that. in the game. Um, we were talking offline, and I think both of us are slightly confused as to how there's any disagreement about the red card, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't see why people are saying that there should be almost rules, rewritten rules on, on this kind of, oh, he didn't intend it. It's the intention bit. That seems to be the huge issue re- recently. It's, if he hasn't shown intent, then it's not a red card. I'm sorry, but it's studs showing the way his leg is on the Copenhagen players, like right leg is just not comfortable for me. That could be like a shocking challenge that, you know, could be yeah. worse guys- than what he ran out with. The guy's foot is planted as well. So the second you hit someone's leg when their foot is planted like that, anything can happen. It kind of reminded me of the Curtis Jones red card against Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of... And everyone was saying that's not a red card, but if if you slip on the ball, unlucky, but you've you've made a dangerous tackle there. I think... I thought he also caught him with his elbow as he went round. Because when I first well, saw it, I thought, oh, he's been sent off for the elbow. And then I watched again. And I was like, oh, no, he's been sent off for that. I was sent like, okay, right. That. So I thought I couldn't see any contention there with the red card. But that was obviously the turning point in the game. At that point, Man United were comfortable. They mm-hmm. had played yeah, the yeah. two goal lead. And they were playing well. And I think overall throughout this game, in periods... No, no, throughout this game, Manchester United played well, but then they had periods oh, yeah. where they conceded goals. There was That's six true. minutes in the game, cumulatively, where they've basically conceded four goals and lost the game. And I think this is always going to be the issue with Manchester United now, that even if, until you, like, even if they have a good performance, until you manage to get that concentration over 90 minutes, you're always going to be prone to this. Like, mm. and it kind of felt like, and Arsenal and United always get compared because they went on similar journeys and Arsenal kind of further down yeah. the road now. But like, there was a long time when Arsenal were doing the same. They were playing good football mm-hmm. under Arteta, but then they just absolutely brain fart an own goal or they'd get a red yeah. card or just like these flash moments would just ruin the game. And it just feels like United are there at the moment and they're never going to mm. get those results until they can just concentrate for 90 minutes. Just concentrate. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's, that's all you need to do for, for now is just concentrate on what you're doing. And instantly, I think you'll see a raise in results because their performance was not bad. Like, they, I think overall yeah. they, they played well. What did you think? They had periods of the game where they were the better side. I think if they have 11 men on the pitch, obviously I think mm-hmm. that is a different scoreline. Um, the other thing to point out, Rory, was in terms of XG, this was the highest they've had this season. Wow. Like They had the best XG they've ever had in terms of performance against another side. So this is against a Copenhagen side, by the way, that hadn't won in the Champions League for seven years as well. 
So they hadn't won a game in seven years and they they had this performance. Now, we can talk about the free kind of, yes, red card happened, but still Man United were still able to control that game. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I felt like the way that Ten Hag had set them up, it was almost right that they were inviting that pressure. They're inviting mm. that kind of thing, especially like when you look at the last two goals in particular, I saw after every incident, like every goal, should we say, they tried to pass it out the back. And yeah, they, were, yeah, yeah. they were screwing up so many times that Onana was scrambling around, Onana oh, made a mistake, Dalot the... made a mistake. Even Harry Maguire was pressurised at one point mm -hmm. and he he was struggling to get rid of the ball. That, that was the whole point. It was the inviting that pressure. And that really just played into the hands of Copenhagen because yeah. they brought on some attacking players as well at the same time. If you remember, Jordan Larson was one of them as really? well. And yeah, Rooney we'll talk about as well. I mean, he looks a hell of a talent, by the way. He looks unbelievable. Um, but yeah. just just the way they approached it was completely farcical. And I think it goes back to Ten Hag. I mean, there's still I, I can't understand why there's still this element of Man United fans that still have this belief that he's a good manager, he will be able to turn it around. And I, I love that they have this trust, but I just don't see what they see. I do no, not no, see no, in terms of like the way they set out in that particular game. I mean, there's a proportion of blame to the players, right? In terms of that performance. Look at Delot, for example, in the third goal, I think it is. Well, he's that got them back into it. Both of those two goals are kind of on him. The the three three mm -hmm. and the four three on Matt, because they're all from down his side. It's from him not checking over his shoulder. It's from him yeah. not not getting out quick enough. I also think Garnacho holds quite a bit of blame for the last goal as well, because he just stands there on the edge of the box and watches. But I think, yeah, there's only so much Ten Hag can do when Wan-Bissaka is spamming a ball so hard at Onana that in such a terrible angle yeah. that he can't control it. It goes out for a corner, then they can see for the corner. Like, there's only so much, there's only so much Ten Hag can do. I don't think... I don't think he managed the game particularly badly, honestly. I think once you go down to 10 men, you're going to you're going to invite pressure because you're not going to do fucking big Ange and insist on a flat back seven. No, 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 no. But, but you know I what think I thought you, you also, sorry, you also have to like, at some point you have to turn around and say, okay, abandon the playing out from the back boys. We just need to like, we can't have this pressure now. But I also think that yeah, could yeah. come down to the players. I don't know. There's an element of that, but I also found like naturally, I suppose to an extent, you do sacrifice some width when you are down to obviously mm -hmm. 10 men but then surely once that kind of like second goal goes through you kind of go we know do you know what we just need to put bodies in terms of that midfield yeah. to keep hold of the ball and just be able to hold on to it a lot more because like that that was the key element right was they weren't getting it past defensive lines right so it was that midfield that needed to then in that instant just step back and just come yeah. and help the defenders did not see that happen for the third or the fourth goal. That, no. that ultimately, I think that lies in Ten Hag, but it does ultimately as well. I think you talk about the experienced midfielders there, the likes mm -hmm. of Bruno Fernandes, you know, well, I also Scott think McTominay. Don't get me wrong, he's been experienced um, as well. Like bringing on Mason Mount at the end. Oh, that just makes it's no a sense weird one. It's a weird no. one because. 
I don't know what Mason Mount's there to do. Mason Mount doesn't know what Mason Mount's there to do. Like, yeah. it just, it felt so weird because he's not a, def- if there's one, I don't know what Mason Mount is, but I know he's not a defensive midfielder, right? And I, yeah, 100%. it just felt such a weird, it did feel like a weird move. But then you look at the bench and you're like, well, he's brought on Amrabat and at half time and oh, mm. after the red card. And he's like, you know, added a bit more solidity and he's kind of learnt from taking him off against Man City isn't the best thing to do. Mm. If you know what I mean, he's kind of learnt from that lesson. But I just, yeah, I think maybe it was just a bad night all round. But I also think that just the lapses in concentration. And Diogo Dalo, I don't know how you don't check over your shoulder. I just don't understand Mm. it because I think when I watched it, he sees the man. You see him look and he, he sees the man. And then the guy continues to run and he just doesn't look over again. Now, I don't know if he thinks that someone else is picking him up, but there's no red shirt within 50 yards of him, right? Like, he has all the time in the world. I just don't know why you just don't take another look. Mm. Like, it's just it's absolutely baffling. And then the last goal is just embarrassing defending. Mm -hmm. Like, and, And as I said, and as you kind of said, with the midfielders not tracking back and not fucking putting those yards in... Mm. Garnacho, who, by the way, was shushing the fucking Copenhagen crowd when, when Bruno Fernandes... Yeah, yeah of course penalty. he did. Such a cocky little prat. I really don't like him. When he was mm. shushing the crowd, and then he stood there and watches this wonder kid just absolutely beautifully finish the winner into the net, I thought it was quite a poetic moment, I'll be honest. Yes. Um, it yeah. also summed up the... Um, just the lack of work ethic in a lot of the players in that team. Because I think oh, when, when you're a winger, it's easy to look busy chasing lost balls and, you know, balls you know you're not you're going to get. Mm. And you can turn around and look at the midfield and go, oh, that's your fault. Or you can, like, run around and press when your system isn't to run around and press and other players go, what the fuck's this guy doing? He's just showing off, right? <laughs> it's easy to look busy. But to actually put effort in is to track back and follow that runner when you're running back yeah. to your own goal. That's when it fucking matters, work ethic. When you're up against the wall, 3-3 three, three with 10 men, you've got to run that extra 10 yards. You just have to. Like, And I just think it summed it up massively for me. Um, but maybe I'm reading too much into it because I don't like him. I don't know. <laughs> that, could, that could also be the case. Um, but terrible night for Manchester United. Um, they are currently 3 well, on, bo- on, on bottom, I went really northern there. They uh, they're on the bottom of the table. <laughs> bottom of the table. Points, on bottom of the table. And they've only got two points more than Celtic have got in the competition this year. So, Sports Social Podcast Network.